do not believe in free consulting. Do not, do not, do not believe in free consulting. Telling somebody what the pitfalls of the marketplace are is not the same as giving away free consulting. Because every other agent is not telling the pitfalls of the marketplace. They're trying to paint these rosy, rosy, lovely pictures of, you know, we're going to go out there, we're going to give you that house. Tell the truth about what's going on in the market to people and whether or not they close a transaction. If you're not, they got to remember you were the agent that told the truth about what was going on. Understood. He almost got it right. Not, you know, no slight against what, what he said. The real piece is making people feel understood because they, they can't hear anything you're saying until they feel understood. And so you can't make yourself into the favorite. What you can do is you can build a relationship, gain trust, master tactical empathy, and the byproduct of that, you will become a favorite over time with the people in your database. It's not going to happen overnight. And so it's a, it's a very different way of approaching this business. And what it leads to is, you know, I talked about mo most real estate agents, they think more is the solution to everything. I just need to do more deals. I just need to do more deals. Mm -hmm. Well, I work with people who do more deals. In fact, I was on the phone the other night uh, a coaching client. We've been working together for four years. When she came to me, she was doing about 50 million in production. This year, she's going to do 175 million in production. You can do the math, two and a half percent, a lot of money. The other night, she was in absolute pain and panic because she's freaked out about what might happen next year. Now, she just closed $175 million. And the point I'm making is more is not the answer. I see this over and over again. What more equals is more stress and more unhappiness. How you get to more is what's important. And this is what you know, Chris and I are teaching, how to get there in a way where you can both do well and be well, where... You have a much higher quality of business. Clients are choosing you, choosing you based on honesty and trust rather than you convincing them to do business with you. Because when you convince someone to do business with you, you're getting them to do something they weren't planning on doing. Now their expectation goes through the roof. And the first time something you know goes wrong, they're all over you. They're all over you. And so when you do business the way we're talking about it, you have a very different client relationship. Again, answering your question, becoming the favorite is a byproduct of doing all these other things. I'm going to throw, throw another tidbit in there too that I, that I like to add. So because one of the subtitles that, or one of the titles that we kicked around for the book was the trusted advice. You mm -hmm. said agent being a trusted advice. How do you become a trusted advisor right off the bat? Tell the truth. But he says, well, of course I tell the truth. Look, no, you don't. The vast majority of real estate can say, we're going to get you a house. I'm going to put you in a house of your dreams. There's, you know, selling 
uh, you know, the dream of this transaction as if it's going to be wonderful. What's the trusted advisor say? Trusted advisor says, you know what? There a lot of houses out there. I don't want you to buy. Mm-hmm. You know, they, I, I, a lot of houses we go out to, you could look at, I'm going to tell you right away. This is not the house for you. I'm going to tell you, do not buy this house. And I had a friend of mine in Los Angeles told me that he said, you know, you can't trust real estate agents. They are not there acting in your business, except my agent, my agent. That was the first thing this guy told us because that's telling the truth. The vast majority of the houses that they're not for people, but most agents want to get you in there, want to get you in a deal, want to close the deal as quick as they can. Feel, you know, a lot of agents say, you know, you get, sometimes you got to push people into deals. What do you think that that does to your referral rate? If your business is really made out of referrals, what do you think it does to your referral rate when you tell somebody, look, like most of the houses out there, you're not going to like, there's a lot of them. You want to go see them if they're in advance. It's not going to be the house for you. I don't want you to waste your time looking at the wrong house. That's how you build trust. Not because you're trying to push for the transaction, because you're telling the truth about the realities of the difficulties of the market. At that point in time, also, you're not giving away any of the secret sauce. We do not believe in free consulting. Do not, do not, do not believe in free consulting. Telling somebody what the pitfalls of the marketplace are is not the same as giving away free consulting. Because every other agent is not telling the pitfalls of the marketplace. They're trying to paint these rosy, rosy, lovely pictures of, you know, we're going to go out there, we're going to give you that house. Tell the truth about what's going on in the market to people and whether or not they close the transaction. If you're not, they got to remember that you were the agent that told the truth about what was going on. Mm-hmm. That dovetails in perfectly to what I wanted to talk about next with that whole concept of like being a straight shooter and like yeah. not not dodging around because i made this mistake early on too with if you got to deliver some bad news it's like we procrastinate and then it just builds and builds and builds instead of getting out in front of it and just like an an easy example which kind of ties into what you were talking about chris from like a airbnb co-hosting management side is you're all excited you're closing this deal and then you're talking to the owner about hey this is what it's going to cost to furnish this property the right way Right. And then some owners may push back of like, you know, maybe the budget's 15 grand that you're telling them of like, it needs to look like this. And they're like, no way. Like I need to do it for less than 10. Right. And a lot of people, they want the deal. So they're like, okay, fine. And they take it for 10 and then the property doesn't perform. And then they have to go back. And it was just like the analogies you were talking about with the listing prices in the book. And it's the same thing around. If you can just be a straight shooter from the beginning and be like, listen, we could do that. But then this, as a result of that, this is what your property is likely going to produce based on these comps versus if you invest in this, this is what it's going to do. And just being upfront about that stuff, instead of just trying to get the deal and then having to deal with the disappointment later, you know, maybe if we dive into a little bit of that, because that's, especially for the newer folks, I feel like it's, it's nerve wracking at the beginning to have that backbone to to articulate that and to push back. If you know that you're just trying to be honest and give good advice, even when they don't want to hear it. I'd like to jump in on that. If you don't mind, Chris, go for it, brother. You know, everyone, Hey, everyone wants to be a straight shooter and everyone loves a straight shooter. What, what Chris introduced was the way to actually do that. 
Mm -hmm. And the way you do that is by getting in front of things, getting in front of things. Every agent out there, they don't want to bring up a problem because they think they have to have the solution in hand in order to bring up the problem. And the problem is they don't have the solution. And so they stick it in the drawer and hope and pray everything will go away. And then by the time it comes out, it, it's, you know, biased the whole experience. There's, there's a phrase that Chris came up with that is just an absolute game changer. And that is, I've got some really bad news. That one line gives you the ability in any situation to deliver the worst news possible in a way that they can actually hear it and process it. And so when we first introduced this concept, you know, I've got some really bad news. You're not going to want to hear this. You're going to think I'm the worst real estate agent on planet Earth. People are like, I could never say that. I could never do that. And that thing turned out to be just such, such a, a difference maker. Because what you want to do is when you say, I've got some really bad news, they go to death. That's where they go to their mind. They're imagining the worst possible thing in the world. Yeah. So by the, when you tell them what's going on, it's, it's almost a relief. And, and, and now they can, they can process it. And this whole idea of getting in front of stuff, getting in front of stuff, you know, you're probably thinking, you're probably feeling, labeling what they're thinking and feeling. You're not going to want to hear this. You know, this is going to seem incredibly disappointing. One of the great lines, one of the great lines, this is going to break your heart. And from there, you can say anything you want. <laughs> but th this language doesn't seem like a lot. It's everything. Chris, your, your point of view on that? Yeah, thousand percent. You know, and if if you take a look at, you know, and I'm, I'm sort of a closet armchair neuroscientist. If you take a look at neuroscience at all, if people are incredibly resilient, if you let them brace themselves, like, and the emotional pain centers in the brain are pretty much the same location as the physical pain center. And there's more than one study out there that says, you sit in a doctor's chair and the doctor says to you, everything's going to be wonderful. This isn't going to hurt at all. And he stabs you in the shoulder with a shot that catches you off guard. And you're angry with the doctor because he caught you off guard and he lied to you about how things are going to be. You sit down in the same chair and the doctor says to you, this is going to hurt. And he hits you with that shot. And you go like, that wasn't that bad. Like people are incredibly resilient. You could give them a chance to brace themselves. But being a straight shooter is not just somebody that tells the truth. Being a straight shooter is somebody that tells the truth in an emotionally intelligent way. There's a difference between being bluntly honest and being a straight shooter. Mm -hmm. And the lines and you know the, the dialogue and the scripting that Steve came up with just a moment ago, that's how you do it. You give somebody a, a good, solid warning that something bad's coming. 
And then they're completely braced for what it does. And human beings being what they are, they're always going to imagine worse than what it is. Now, is that cruel? Well, it would be cruel if you left them there and you didn't shortly take them into something that was a relief. Mm -hmm. But people get this whole first impression, last impression thing mixed up. And they get so caught up that first impression's got to be really nice. They don't understand how devastating last impressions are. Yeah. And so you prep someone so that the last impression is actually not as unpleasant as it could have been. The person you delivered the bad news to is relieved and then loves you because you're a straight shooter. Yeah. I actually, I actually saw you on, on another podcast talking about that, that last impression, right? And, and, it really was a big aha moment for me, and I taught it to my whole team as well, um, was whenever you write an email where there's bad news, you always, my natural instinct, I think that you say with most people, is you go good news first or good things first. Like, hey, your house is beautiful. It's great. Yada, yada, yada. Bad news. And then you end there. And you said good news maybe at the beginning. You don't even have to put it there, but always end on a good note. Because that's the last thing that they read. That's the last thing they're going to remember. And I read that. I'm like, that, I'm like that's, that's brilliant. Because I'm like, let's, let's try to do that. So now every time we have to give owners bad news or news that in my mind could potentially lead us to a bad news situation, we always go, okay, news at the beginning, bad news in the middle, good news at the bottom. And so that way, psychologically, that's the last thing that they remember. And it was just such a little thing for you to do as a real estate agent, as a business person, as, as a manager that you're like, you wouldn't think of. And we have always been taught, just give good news first and bad news after. But it's funny how mentally the human brain is so prone to just negative feelings that you give them the positive at the bottom or at the end. And that's really what their first impression is rather than their last first impression of your whole interaction with them. Yeah, the lasting impression. The lasting impression, yes. I love that. That was so powerful for our business. Right. You know, related to this is the idea that real estate agents, they're always trying to make the other person feel good. The problem with feel, making someone feel good, what you actually have to do is take their stress and put it on you. What's way more powerful than making them feel good is making them feel understood. And as Chris will tell you, there's an actual physical chemical release in the body, oxytocin, which um, uh, creates a bonding between you and the other person. It also promotes truth telling and serotonin, which makes people feel satisfied and less demanding. You know, this is actually happening physically when you make someone feel understood. So rather than trying to make people feel good, which ends up making you feel worse because now you're taking on something that you can't do anything about, you can make someone feel understood. It changes the whole dynamic and it allows them the ability to process what's going on. And it's up to them. One of the chapters in the book, Put responsibility where it belongs. Agents are always making the mistake of taking responsibility for things when they can't make a decision. Mm -hmm. When the buyer or the seller is the only one who can decide, we need to keep the responsibility on them. We need to give them the ability 
to hear what's going on. As Chris mentioned, a straight shooter is not telling the truth like hitting them in the face with a brick. That doesn't work. It's being able to deliver it in a way that they can hear it, process it, and then we use other tools in the tactical empathy toolbox, calibrated questions, how and what questions to guide them to where they need to go with them thinking it's their idea. This is skill. That's mm -hmm. real skill. 